Welcome to Channel 3900. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am really, really excited about today's podcast. Um, I want to. I have some guests today who are from a different podcast that I get to play a little role in, uh, but that's not on the Channel 3900 network, and that is a podcast called Life Is. So I am joined today by um, Zach Walker, by Callie Chase, and by Scott Winter. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to uh, to have you here. Now, you guys, whenever you have a guest on, you ask them some usually food <laughs> or hygiene-related questions. Yeah. So to get things kicked off, before we even talk about your podcast, I want to know what your death row meal is, your like last meal before oh, you die. Yeah. Got it. So mine would definitely involve some form of Vietnamese pho soup. Okay. Uh, but I would probably drop in some surf and turf, so it would be um, like a really good like prime rib. And then maybe some lobster, and then I would eat it with chopsticks out of the the pho soup with okay. with rice noodles in it. Um, Does the means of execution change the meal? <laughs> wow, that's a good question. I don't think so. Okay, I like I can like do the orange juice toothbrush thing and survive. Like so, I don't think it would matter. To well, survival's not happening. So. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, a that's a good I'm, point. I'm. It's more like if you want like retribution, so you want to leave a mess when they. <laughs> I want soup without a bowl. <laughs> it seems like regardless, there's going to be a mess. Right? That's true, but you don't have to clean it up. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Kelly. Um, I would do all different forms of shrimp, grilled shrimp, blackened shrimp, and probably a New York strip next to it. With wow. maybe some baked potatoes. No, mashed potatoes. Garlic. And a Coca-Cola. Mm. I'm, I'm the only person on the planet who doesn't like potatoes. Really? You don't all? like potatoes Not even in fries? any form? Fries. Hey, hash browns. I think potatoes taste like dirt. <laughs> Are you Sorry, eating them it. raw? No. <laughs> that would taste like dirt. <laughs> I just don't Did get it. Did you have it. to eat that as punishment as a child? <laughs> a raw potato? I just I just have never you understood it. You don't get it? it? That's Much like the Jurassic They're Park like... movies, I just don't get it. <laughs> God, Jurassic Park and potatoes. Zach, how about you? Um, my my last meal would be the uh, LC4 lunch combination from Wild Orchid in Oakdale, Minnesota. It's a Vietnamese place Okay, uh, wow. that my dad and I – it's right next to my dad's chiropractic office, and we've been going there. Uh, I would work with him in the summer since I was like six years old, and we would go once a week. We've been doing that since – I was six. Oh, wow. And then I got into college and got other bigger jobs. But it is a – it's hot and spicy chicken, which is chicken with like a lemongrass ginger sauce and onions and fried rice and an egg roll with peanut sauce. Okay. And is that a gluten-free option or are you not <laughs> caring about gluten-free at that point? Oh, my gosh. I, that's such a good thing. Actually – Gosh, I might have just and I'd have that. You'd eat how gluten. how You'd eat gluten, right? how soon after I eat would they kill me? <laughs> right well, away. you should get killed at midnight, so I presume you're eating around six or seven. So you'd have could a couple I push hours. It, could I push it back? Yeah, take your time. Save the gluten for the so later part. Exactly, of the that's what I do. I eat the LC four and I really stretch it until like eleven thirty, and then I eat. A full loaf of homemade bread. Wow! And I just because I because who cares not, about it? At it's that gonna point. kick in soon, but I'm gonna be dead. Um, so that's what I do. <laughs> not me. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the final act. Yeah, I would enjoy it. Okay. I haven't eaten bread in ten years, and okay. at this point, I don't know how old I am when I'm gonna do my crime. <laughs> Presumably today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Today so, they bust in. Zach, wow. isn't your favorite meal like once the deer goes down? You just yeah. cut a piece off it, and it's just yeah. I rip right the there. hide off with my teeth. You eat the heart with yeah. your dad, isn't that mm-hmm. cute? Yeah, 
That doesn't happen. Oh, I don't no, believe you. Nobody does that. <laughs> nobody eats the heart raw. We tell hunters who are at that, like, deer camp, because I'm from the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. we tell them that, like, oh, you, your first deer, you have to eat the heart. And we string it up until, like, <laughs> they almost put it in the pan. And I'm like, ah, you know. Wow. Okay. Well, I hopefully people can get a taste for why I love you guys and why I love your <laughs> podcast. Because this is the this is the closest I've been to being on your podcast, and I really love it. Every time I, I, I get to produce and I get to sit and listen, and I just always wish I had a mic because I just want to jump in and, and talk about these things. So it's very fun. I also wanted you to see that I'm very good at thinking through your last meal. I help most of you nice sort of think through this. So I, I would like to be somebody who kind of Sherpas somebody through that last day so they think about those Yeah, but to be fair, we need to hear your meal, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm a man of simple tastes. Uh, My last meal would be um, my favorite food, which is not super exciting. It would be pizza from my favorite pizza restaurant in the uh, the Twin Cities, uh, which is Checkerboard Pizza in the the kind of Midway area. We used to live by Hamlin University, and they would deliver to our house, and it was not expensive, and it's the greatest – uh, it's the greatest Minnesota pizza that I've ever had, and in that way, it's it's my favorite. And we now live in Arden Hills, and we can't get it, but our church is right next to Checkerboard, and we have evening church, so on the way home every probably six or eight weeks, I can talk my wife into saying, why don't we pick up a couple pizzas on the way home? So, Post-church I, food yep. like traditions are oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 Right? Yep. Definitely. All right. <laughs> what what kind of pizza? What was on, uh, just pepperoni, like, just or, pepperoni. Or pepperoni sausage. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair. But But that and then like... Probably Coke or, or Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper or something like, like that. Like the two liter and you all share it? No, Cute. two liter and I'll just drink out of the bottle. Again, oh. I'm about to die, so I'll just have as much <laughs> as I gonna want. You're going to down it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I need to, to preface all this by the fact that I am surrounded by people who are uh, journalists to large degrees and to small degrees. So the person conducting this interview is the least uh, journalistic person. So I want to share with you my anxiety about talking to you today. Um, and I'm you, gonna should, sh- you should feel anxious. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to share it in a pretentious way, too. Um, okay. And that is... Uh, you know the scene in the movie Citizen Kane during the um, the newsreel footage at the beginning, where the old, you know old man Charles Foster Kane is getting interviewed, and he criticizes the guy. Says, you know, in my day we used to ask him faster than that. I'm terrified that's going to be your approach to this. That I'm not asking oh, questions no. fast enough, and now I'm it babbling on and on and not asking <laughs> a question. We are into bullet speed. I think like it's true. Like we. I think we're easily bored in classes too. Is that true? Yeah. Because so we wanted quick. to let's mm-hmm. rock and roll, let's go. But I don't know. I think that's part of journalism. True. Yeah. yeah. Even though you're a long form guy, you, you're a theater guy, so you understand when things are slowing, yeah, slowing I, down. Yeah. I think yeah. When it comes to classes, I've found a spe- like this semester, I get bored when I don't think that this class is like something that I'm super into or we're doing something that like really matters because mm-hmm. then in a lot of journalism classes like I'm all there and yeah I want like I want my stories to be 5,000 words long and they can't do that but yeah I want things to to move along and when we're just talking about something that I don't really care about then that gets bored but I feel <laughs> like we're moving but I feel like the other three of us started to get bored as Zach was talking yeah because yeah, I'm absolutely you I felt that you right? do <laughs> Scott does all the time. Scott's favorite thing to do in class is I'll somebody will ask me a question and I'll go on and then he'll stop me and paraphrase me so we can get to the next <laughs> before person. you're finished. Very yeah. Nice. <laughs> so so let's get right into this then. What is life is? Life is uh, is a podcast where I think the cute little description I have on uh, Spotify is um, one word answers to the one big question. Ooh, that's wow. the thing that I have. So um, uh, freshman year, 
uh, reporting one, Scott had us do this thing where he asked us, what is life? And people said answers like the search for meaning and all of that. And then Scott wanted answers like uh, bathrooms and food and movies and things Mm -hmm. like that. So we kind of took that idea and put it into a podcast. So every week we answer the question, what is life, with one of those applicable um, words. So, mm-hmm. Callie, what are some of the things yeah, we've done? Yeah, so we've done life is work, life is school, life is food, um, Halloween, things like that. Um, around Halloween time we did that theme. So. Do you have a favorite episode of the ones? Because right now we're yeah. 10 episodes in, I feel like. Yep, is that right? Yeah, we recorded our 10th. My favorite episode is life is school. I think it was our third episode. Yeah. And something, God, what was the funny thing that happened in that? I don't, it all kind of blurs together, to There was one episode, I think that was it, where we started talking about um, grandmothers who have a lot of time in their hands. (laughs) And, like, we created this character of a grandmother who only makes potholders and uses them for a lot of things. So that was funny. Um, And then we had some good talks about uh, school and, Mm -hmm, like, why different things in school appeal to us and why it matters. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I think one of the things that you said is, like, we had one of our best comedic moments, but then we also had, like, a really deep philosophical moment at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the idea of life is, and this is why we do it in Reporting One class, um, is we're trying to figure out what does coverage look like. Mm -hmm. If If you're a newspaper, if you're a broadcast, if you're a podcast... And, you know, your role is kind of to mirror the best and worst and and what's interesting about the community that you're serving. You can't take all that on at once and you have to figure out different ways, different uh, doors and different windows and different chimneys and interesting ways to get into that house, right, into that space. And so that's what these guys do really well is, is the brainstorming process. So one reason that, you know, I immediately thought of Zach and Callie for this is whenever we're in class and we're trying to find stories and we're trying to mold story ideas and we're trying to to narrow them down or whatever, both of these guys are really good at it. They're really good at uh, helping their classmates do that. And they're so good at it that I hired both of them as writing coaches mm-hmm. um, for our subsequent reporting one classes because they're good at doing that for for as mentees for their team. You know, and that's kind of what the podcast is. Let's 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 take a slice of life and let's see if we can find what's interesting, what's funny, but also, you know, can we get to some kind of philosophical understanding of what it's like to be a college student? Mm-hmm. So, know? what is your process? Because when I see you guys, you're walking into the room. You already know what life is mm-hmm. that week. You already have your guests lined up. You already have your your index cards ready to go. Like like, what does the process look like? To get into that room and be ready. <laughs> yeah. Usually we sometimes pick the topic a little later than maybe people think, um, which also I think Zach and I are good at being spontaneous. So that I is fun. Have um, a text on my phone right now from uh, yesterday. I was in festival rehearsal and Callie texted me, <laughs> we have two weeks left. What should we do for this week? And then I didn't respond until we saw each other in person today <laughs> said, at cool, the DC. Zach. <laughs> um, and then after that, I texted her relationships. Yeah, and so, so we're going to do that. Tomorrow. So yeah, sometimes we're on it and we, mm-hmm. we, we plan it a week ahead, but then sometimes we have a lot of other things going on and and that's not an excuse, but we just get lazy and mm-hmm, then we, we mm-hmm. do it Thursday, yeah. but still try to do a good job. But yeah, we'll prepare ahead of time a couple of either or would you rather type questions based on the topic to ask each other that we prepare ahead of time without saying so that on air it is spontaneous and we sometimes have funny laughs and things like that. Um, we'll try to have on 
a special guest from Bethel that we think could share something interesting pertaining to the topic. So we'll plan that ahead of time. Um, we bring on um, people from the Clarion newsroom because mm-hmm. um, we try our best to plug the Clarion through um, this podcast. Sometimes. We're working on that. Yeah, we are working <laughs> on that because um, we get on tangents. But yeah, we'll have we'll have the editor in chief Josh Towner on. We'll have other editors. Um, mm-hmm. We try to. I think we've we've had Josh on maybe twice. I think. Twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we try to we try to get a, a variety mm-hmm. of people from the Clarion. Is your is your impression that that students listen to podcasts oh yeah is that i, I mean is that because i actually really mm-hmm, don't know mm-hmm. like i'm somebody who uh i'm a I, I consume audio more than almost any other medium so like mm-hmm. and and i do that and i don't listen to a lot of music so i'm always listening to podcasts but i don't really know does the students is this is this something that uh is a medium that's relevant to students in the s- circles i run with yes okay um not everyone i, I but... might i might just have a bunch of nerd friends that we <laughs> like to talk like my best friend and i both listen to a ton of podcasts okay. like he's always like in the bathroom in the morning with headphones on listening to a D podcast okay and like i'm talking like i asked a, i ask people that i that i meet for the first time like i'll ask them if they listen to any podcast what podcast do they listen to i personally have like 20 podcasts on my spotify list and i listen to like three three to five of them regularly mm-hmm. so. okay yeah i have a couple friends along with myself that run and so i prefer music but some of my good friends always listen to podcasts hmm. and i think one thing that has really helped is having posters all around campus and then students that i don't even know that well have come up to me and said hey i i listened to your podcast because i saw that poster and it was so funny and so i think that's a good way to get people to listen to their first podcast maybe recognizing a voice or something like that right so. and, and what's interesting is these things have a longer tail because mm-hmm. you sort of forget about the ones we did at the beginning of the semester but you go back and look at those are still getting yeah. downloads right yeah. so so i think that's really interesting i looked today it looks like your, your average per episode is around it's getting close to around 50 downloads per episode on yeah. average but it's sort of a slow build mm-hmm. even to you know like like it's not an, an immediate thing but those mm-hmm. things uh those things exist there. I think one, one of the things that is really important to think about is like I always ask my students, do you like newspapers or do you like magazines better? And their answer to that now is neither. You know, but mm-hmm. but maybe 15 years ago, the answer was always magazine, magazine, magazine. And I try to make them think about why that is. Well, it's more colorful. It's more it's got bigger photos. It's glossier. It's cooler. It's whatever. But really what it is, is it's cooler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's a niche magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets to the heart of a specific audience. And I think that's what podcasts do so well to the point that they've given a rebirth to radio, um, mm-hmm. really. Totally. I mean, NPR is saying that you know, their numbers are up through the roof and they attributed it all through to podcasts. And this is a time when they thought radio was going to die. And that's because of, you know, you really can dig down and find a niche audience, a D&D audience, a running audience, mm-hmm. any kind of audience, right? Yeah. We need to find our audience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on your way there. Um, what have you learned about podcasting? from? Because one thing to be a listener to podcasts, it's another thing to mm-hmm. sit down and, and, and create this. And I actually want to say, um, and I think I told you guys this like week three, but I, I want to say this, and I want to say this in front of Scott and sort of to Scott, how proud I am of the, the two of you and the three of you. Um, I've been doing this uh, podcasting thing since like 2006, like just about as early as you could yeah. be recording podcasts. And I've done, uh, I've been to conferences where I've given workshops on using podcasts in academic settings. I've done all kinds of um, workshops here, presentations here, trying to get people 
into this as a as a medium, which isn't that hard to create, and you can you can reach audiences you don't expect. And I can always get people interested in it in theory. People love to have a conversation about, oh, it'd be cool if we could do this or this. But almost nobody makes a thing. And if nothing else, even if nobody ever listens to Life Is, like you guys made a thing and yeah. it exists. And that's a really, really mm-hmm. cool thing. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of them too. And I think the two things that they bring to the table is they're both natural storytellers. And in the end, a podcast isn't going to work unless you have content, unless you have really good storytelling. And they're good storytellers in the short, in the long, in the medium. And so I think that's always going to carry a podcast. The second thing is they're doers. And I think they come from a production mindset where they can't sleep at night unless they've made that thing, like mm-hmm. you're yeah. saying. And that thing could be seeing their name in print, in the clarion when it comes out, seeing it online. They're producers. They want to produce something. I mean, even Callie, I would argue, her running has affected this. She wants to accomplish something. She wants to get there. And like mm-hmm. she's even, um, it's sad to say, she's even leaving this podcast because I think she's gotten there. She's shown that she can do it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and now she'll always have that, and and she can build upon that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think you've learned from this process? Um, now that we're done I was, praising you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. much. I will never well. praise you again. <laughs> I know. Um, I I was one of those people who was always talking about like, oh, it'd be super fun to do this podcast because, like Scott said, I'm a theater guy. I've I've done a ton of musicals and plays, and I did competitive speech in high school. And I've I have, I, I always love talking, and I love telling stories. And I started thinking about podcasts and like oh i would love to do that but i think it like i thought it was going to be way harder than it was because one just like the idea of editing anything is scary like Hmm. like that's that's the one like journalism thing that i'm not very good at like making decisions or just trying to perfect it no sorry editing yes tech editing i'm like editing a story, I, I like that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm pretty good. But like video editing is mm-hmm. super scary. And like <laughs> audio editing, because it's this giant program mm-hmm. that I have to learn the nuances. And I can't just like, I have this idea. I want to tell this story like I can with right. words. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, it's funny. I feel that way about having to talk to other people. <laughs> I, the editing stuff that mm-hmm. are a problem, but having to talk to another person. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so luckily we had you. That's right, we're a good team. Yeah, you, you wanted to, to edit. We talk, but, you edit. <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, it it taught me that it was, all I all I needed to do was say, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to make any excuses of, oh, I'm too busy. I have all these extracurriculars. I just needed to say, mm-hmm. I need to take one hour out of my week to do something that I really love. And, well, and I think one of the great things you guys did is when we first started talking about this, immediately it appeared in all of our calendars and it's just friday <laughs> afternoons right because then nobody can schedule that time away from right. at least for me nobody can schedule that time away from me yeah. so i just know mm-hmm. what i'm doing at that time yeah i think it's interesting you brought up your theater background because for me i'm majoring in communications with a minor in journalism so i love journalism but it's not my main focus and i think this podcast has really increased my communication side and I've always had this interest in broadcast or something like that, but I never really pursued it in college. Um, and I think just anyone recording their voice, everyone says, I hate hearing voicemails of myself. It's so uncomfortable. But I think re- recording a podcast and then listening to it, you learn so much about, wow, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I should talk this way, not that way. And you learn how to be a better communicator when you listen to yourself. So that's something. Do you that listen I've to every episode? No. Because I don't. Okay, yeah. I started to at the beginning, and I think when I hit four, episode four, I was like, I, I can't. The most of it, the 
most episodes I've listened to is a half of an episode that my parents played in the car really? on the way home from Thanksgiving. I've done that with my parents, too. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see. Like, I think they're ready to take off down another path in podcasting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want this thing to continue, and I think mm-hmm. I think it will continue because I think they've set up a format that's very doable, and we can keep going even if we replace hosts. Totally. But I can see Callie doing a running podcast. Mm-hmm. I can see her doing an I Hate My Boyfriend podcast <laughs> and bringing on her friends like to talk right, about how right. much they hate their boyfriend. Thank you. I could see I <laughs> Zach doing like a fantasy football for D and D players kind of podcast, like really <laughs> nerding it up. Yeah. Um, and, and like going down paths about areas of their lives that they really care about and that their friends care about and figuring out ways to, to find that niche. And I, I think it's something that they'll always have almost like a sport that you can always play right. forever, like, totally. like golf or, or tennis or bowling. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can always bowl. They yeah. can always podcast. Yeah. I really think I that, that. They, yeah. they know they can do it. Yeah. And which actually leads into the question I wanted to ask you next, which was pitch your next project. Like, yeah. like, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you guys are good on the spot. Like, like if you if we told you right now, life is we're done at episode 11. You need to pitch your next project. What, what's some What's an area you'd be interested in exploring in this medium? It's a really good question, and I've been thinking about that a lot because I've I want to do I I want to do two things. I want to do a hard hitting, really influential journalistic podcast where I I'm telling human stories, and I'm not quite sure how to do that but i think it would be cool to go like go on scene somewhere and interview people yes. like like mm-hmm. one of my zach's american life yes, yeah 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 something like that something like that like i'm super interested in just like regular lives of people who, who their stories aren't getting told like i would love to do a podcast on like i go to a small town diner every sunday morning and sit and sit with the, the that group of old people that mm-hmm. like talk about the weather and like, see if they talk about anything else. So, mm-hmm. man, I know a guy who could set you up with some equipment, and we could start doing this tomorrow. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You you. We'll, we'll call it the Chicken Fried Steak Podcast, and we just <laughs> we just go to diners that serve chicken fried steaks. You yeah. Know, we interview the waitress, and then we man, talk to the cool. old guys. Yeah. Awesome. Something Something you like get that. like great ambient sound of like right, glasses right. clinking and stuff exactly. like that. Pouring yeah. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, for me. Oh, I kind of am torn when I think of what I'm passionate about. I have these two kind of nerdy sides. One is like the health and fitness running side. And I always, when I, I'm in advanced public speaking right now and we're allowed to pick our topic for every speech. And I've had a 10 minute speech recently in the semester where I just talked about how everyone can run a marathon if they want to and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's something I'm passionate about is motivating people with their health or with their fitness. So that's something that I think would be interesting to talk about. Or um, just the communication topics of talking about nonverbals, talking about how important it is to have face-to-face conversations. So it would be interesting. Those are the podcasts I try to find Mm -hmm. to listen to. So I think finding special guests, doing things of um, even like business professionals, how have you seen effective communication in your climb in the business world and your career sure. stuff like that yeah. so yeah those those are my passions i, I want to do a podcast that's a food podcast for non-cooks you know I, I, mean? I need that tell, tell me more <laughs> well people who won't recipe up on me or talk about reductions you uh-huh. know what i mean i want <laughs> i want like like what if we put this on nachos you know what i mean mm-hmm. sure. or, or yeah nacho architect like what if we had how could we build like the perfect nacho fountain mm-hmm. and just imagine it? Or we just talk about the best place to get nachos. Yeah. You know, things like it's that. A, the mm-hmm. best 
food at a baseball game. You know, th- yeah. just really lowbrow low food, food for people mm-hmm. who not only can't cook but don't really want to. Do you yeah, listen to Doughboys? Do. No. You listen do to Doughboys? <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. So Doughboys is a, do you know what it is? No. Nope. It's two comedians who review chain restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what it's that is. It's super funny. Yeah. So like, yeah, that yours would be, would be something different with you wouldn't go to restaurants, yeah. but that's cool. Yeah. I like to make fun of people who go to chain restaurants. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I would also, because I want to, like I said, I want to do that journalistic thing. I will also just want to do a crazy special interest podcast with like my best friend Mark, mm-hmm. because we just have really weird conversations, and we've been talking about doing one called the Goose Cast, where the only thing we talk about is the 1990s Canadian TV series Goosebumps. <laughs> Be- I love projects like that because because what you said is that the person who you want to do this with is one of your best friends, and when every time I do a workshop and and where I'm talking about podcasting, I say the most important thing is that I, the thing that's going to bring me back to the podcast, as much as Scott wants to talk about content, for me it's the relationship between the people on there. If I enjoy listening to Zach and Callie talk, I kind of don't care what life is mm-hmm. each week. Sure. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear – and I get to sit in the room and I know which moments are the most organic moments. Mm-hmm. And I know the stuff we talk about between segments. And like yeah. to me, like that's what I what I tune in for. And I will say my daughter, um, well, we listened to, I think the first thing that we recorded, we were in the car and I was playing it because I was trying to sort of listen to how it sounds. So she knows who Zach and Callie are. <laughs> she like doesn't know who you are, which is also another weird thing that you kind of may experience, which is you will have people who you don't know who have listened to this podcast and they will know you in the way we know celebrities. Now, you're not celebrities, mm-hmm. but that relationship that they have to you is the same relationship mm-hmm. all of us have to Brad Pitt. Right. right, like, like we know about him. We see him do things, but we don't know him. People will have that relationship to you. So. Who do you think is more like Brad Pitt, Kelly or Zach? <laughs> Probably Kelly. So, you. getting to your point about the relationships, <laughs> I've always had this idea that um, if podcasts had been around in the '90s, that the podcast I'd want to do is I'd have my kids put together like some Lego thing, mm-hmm. like a Star Wars Lego thing. Like they would put it together and they whatever they would talk about and fight about like that would be the podcast oh that'd be interesting you know what i mean so mm-hmm. every every so the, the episode is you're putting together the death star you know or you're you're putting together whatever it is and that's the name of the episode and they might talk about it a little bit but they're just going to talk about all kinds of stuff and so every episode they make something sometimes mm-hmm. it works sometimes it doesn't yeah but none of it matters because it's what they talk you're about just always right. rolling yeah. right right, yeah. right. Well, we're we're close to out of time, uh, but before we go, I want you to brag about a few things. So I don't know who wants to take the ball with this, but I want you to brag about the Clarion because the whole point of life is was to promote the Clarion. So tell me about how great the Clarion is. Yeah, um, the Clarion's fantastic. It's uh, our final issue uh, should come out um, like December, like uh, December tenth. Okay, December tenth is when it should come out. Um, so be looking for that. But yeah, the Clarion's a lot of fun. It's, um, we tell, I think we tell a really good mixture of different types of stories. Like we, last issue, we had a story about the best bathrooms on campus called Top Flush. I loved that. <laughs> uh, I loved the interview, so but good? the story itself was fun. Wasn't it, it was so really good? Yeah. yeah. They they just reached out to me like, hey, we want to review all the bathrooms. Um, but then, yeah, we've done, I did a story about Anthony Nelson and it was, um, it was, it was a tough story to report. 
and it was tra- it was a it was a tragedy. But so we have those stories that are those really hard hitting stuff. And and la- so last issue um, I had we had the toilet story, and then I had a story about the pro life club that was rejected by student senate, which is that got a ton of flack on Facebook and like mm-hmm. all of that. So we have stories about really important stuff, and we have stories about fun stuff. So yeah, I think. I just I wish more people would pick up the Clarion and read it um, because I think it is a pretty good voice for campus and mm-hmm. we try to do this whole life is thing with the Clarion. We're not we're not just we're not just talking about one thing. We're talking about things that everybody cares about. And one thing I'll say is a lot of the listeners to Channel Thirty Nine Hundred are not people who are on Bethel's campus. So sure. if somebody is somewhere else in the world, with the exception of Oklahoma and Arkansas, because they're the only two states we've never gotten a download from. <laughs> Uh, how would they get in contact with the Clarion? Is there an online presence for the Clarion? Yeah, it's at BethelClarion.com, and the, uh, pretty much anything that's in the paper is also uh, on the website. And they're trying to get better about creating uh, web-only content, mm-hmm. and that was part of the reasoning behind Life Is. Um, as as kind of an outsider, you're a freelancer, basically, Kelly, and a co-host and co-producer mm-hmm. of the podcast. But as a bit of an outsider, I mean, how do you view the Clarion? Yeah, so I don't technically work for the Clarion except for with the podcast. She's an independent contractor. Um, Yeah, I like the Clarion because for me, all my journalism classes, I view every assignment as a chance to get in the Clarion Mm -hmm. without actually working for the Clarion. So it kind of gives an extra piece of motivation in my journalism classes. Like, oh, if this is good enough, it could get in the Clarion. Um, So that's something that's fun as a student, but also... I think it's fun picking up the Clarion because there's something in there for everyone. And it's something that I've taken home and showed my mom because I knew Elena Evans growing up. And I said, look at this story that my friend wrote about. That was a good, really good story. And so I just think there's there's stuff in there that that everyone needs to read. And even if they don't think that they need to read it, opening it up and showing them, hey, look, it's your friend. She's in here. He's in here. And so that's what I like about the Clarion. For me, what I really love is I used to, when I first got here at Bethel, I had to really push the idea that, hey, some of the biggest conversations happening on campus should be happening in the newsroom. And I would have to be the instigator of those conversations. I don't have to do that anymore. Hmm. Um, We have uh, a sexual assault situation uh, that just got published in local media here. New Um, York Times picked it up today. Yeah, Hmm. and that's a focus. And and there are a couple other issues that are happening on campus that are tough things to deal with. the Clarion is able to handle that and figure out a way to make make those issues uh, put, I mean, put that in front of students in a way that they can manage it. Um, they're very good about that, but it's an ongoing difficulty. I mean, but we're doing our best, and that's about all we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they met deadline every issue this <laughs> yeah. semester. Yeah. I remember Josh, that was Josh's big speech. Josh is our editor-in-chief, mm-hmm. and at the like beginning of the year meeting, he said, we're going to meet every deadline. And Scott laughed at <laughs> wow, him. Wow, good for him. But we pretty much did it. So. Right, do you guys get a reward for meeting deadlines? I guess that's just doing your job, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's actually costly when you don't. I mean, uh-huh. we set up um, things with our printer that we want to be penalized when we don't meet deadlines. Okay. Yeah, okay. and they have to do a rush job. Okay, our last item on my agenda then is we need one more time plug uh, plug Life Is because, again, I don't know how much crossover we have between Channel 3900 and Life Is, and I would love 
listeners to Channel 3900 to go give Life is a Shot. So mm-hmm. uh, what episodes are we recommending they start with? I would say Life is Halloween, no matter what time Oh, that's a really good is. one. That was my Life is Halloween is funny. Yeah. Life is, I think Life is School is mm-hmm. a really, really good starting point because it's like the third episode. We're kind of in Hate our stride. Yeah. And it's just a, a great example of what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode is going to be Life is Relationships. I'm going to interview Callie's boyfriend. She's going to interview my girlfriend. It's going to be really funny. Wow. That's Bro. a really good are you, yeah. do you get to be in the room? Oh yeah, we're all yes, in the other one. Okay, we're Scott still hates figuring it. it out. But so, how do people oh. find it? How do people find Life Is? Because it's a that I have to admit, you pick something with not great SEO. <laughs> Life yeah. Is is a fairly generic. Oh show. yeah, sure. So how do we find it if we're going to our, our uh, favorite podcast? Look app? up um, Bethel Clarion okay. on Spotify or iTunes. It's okay. on those two mm-hmm. services. C L A R I O N. Yeah, Clarion. Yeah, Clarion. and and I would argue that the great thing about Life Is is you're going to know within sixty seconds if it's for you. Mm-hmm. So it won't be a big time waster. I promise. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's it's it is. For me, pure joy to listen to. I really, really enjoy it. Well, Thanks. thank you so much, Zach. No, big yeah. thank you to you. Thank You're the one you. who made it happen. <laughs> you yeah. forced us. You made us feel guilty. We made it happen. <laughs> and we're making it happen every week. And I can't wait for that relationship this year. Actually, actually, or episode. Actually, I do like it. It's a great idea. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> I never have a good way to close the show because I never host uh, my own show. So I'm just going to say everybody should go out and make a thing. Okay. How, how would you guys close this show? We always just look at each other and wait for that pause, and then we both pull the mic slowly yeah. away from our face. Yeah, so we just <laughs> do that. What's the last thing you say on Life Is Podcast? Um, tell your. What and is it's it? Something. Yeah, we ah, tell. So tell who should your, we tell? Hmm. Who so. should we tell? Uh, tell Callie's boyfriend. Tell the journalism editor-in-chief, Josh Towner. Tell your chiropodist. Tell the people in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boomer sooner is tell, tell OK Boomer. Tell your kids who are making uh, Lego Death Stars. Tell the people who cook your last meal. Tell the people who read you on Visco. 